Uh, Dewey Dudes, episode 123. Today we have a very special guest with us. We are joined by fashion writer, professional closet purger, and the host of the show, Never Warns, the Schmata Shrink, Liana Satinstein. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Liana. How are we doing today? I, I'm doing great. Um, except for that crazy moth infestation that I just uh, revealed to you, but otherwise, you know, pretty pretty good. So you're so you're editing a video, and and you mentioned it, ed- editing a video later. Mm-hmm. What's 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 that for? Um, it's Can a, you reveal? Yeah, it's a new Never Warns video, and I can't reveal the guests, but they're really fun, and right. it's kind of bringing it. There's a little more flair to it than I used to have in these videos. So, okay. Can you, I feel like there's there's already been a good amount of flair. Yeah, can you tease how you're enhancing it? Um, I have like some crazy animations that are going with oh. it. So like very sort of late 90s, early 2000s, maybe kind of dribbling into the mid 2000s. They used to have a lot of animations with just even reality television shows. Like if you see like Queer Eye for Straight Guy, like the whole intro is um, bizarrely animated. So it's kind of merging yeah. that and... Yeah, making it into like a a sketch fantasy land. Yeah, cool. Okay, so more production because you're only you're you're doing never warns just like once a month now, right? Kind of. Yeah, we're. I'm trying to beef it up to like twice a month. My last one was with my friend Milani Sanchez, and that was a while ago. So I'm trying to. I'm juggling several different things. So it's. Right. I'm trying to get mm-hmm. into more of a structure, which is I. It's crazy, you guys. You know, you're very consistent, which I applaud. um it feel it doesn't feel that way at all it feels like it's so like run and gun and just trying to keep it alive but that's uh it's really really nice to hear i feel like that's the perpetual struggle in new york being consistent with with the many things that you're that you're doing especially when those things are not profitable um as they are on our end i don't know how how, how you're doing over there (laughs) yeah what what would you say like what's what's your bread and butter like uh what out of all the many things you do what requires like you your your life would be upended if you didn't give it like the utmost attention yeah so wait like my life would be essentially i'm trying to prop you're gonna have to edit that like massive but you know i guess oh like, i make i make it seamless maybe like <laughs> mo- like money wise like if you didn't do this one thing yeah i mean i don't know i'm i really do so many different things that are equal amount income also i left my full-time job in January. So it's been this interesting life as a freelancer, essentially, right? where I'm just figuring it out as I go. So I mean, I think everything now, whether it's like, you know, writing freelance, whether it's like consulting, whether it's things that happen from never warrants, mm-hmm. whether it's like a closet situation, like it all kind of equally makes up my income mm-hmm. from when I was full time. If that makes sense. Yeah. So I think if any one of those things was deleted from my from my life, it would be probably back to the burbs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you because you were at Vogue for like eight years or something, right? So I guess yeah, this is like your first time truly doing free. Like before, it was like kind of like you could treat everything as like a fun project because you weren't relying on any sort of income. Yeah, and then it just got a little bit. Yeah, I got a little bit more serious. Yeah, I started at Vogue when I was twelve. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> my go-to joke yeah happy 20th yeah 21's coming yeah. up skirted the child labor laws <laughs> <laughs> should we should we get into uh the 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 meat of the podcast everybody's favorite segment we want to know 
drop your routine, skincare, your AM lineup, your PM lineup, just everything that goes into wellness, beatifying yourselves, treatments, supplements, any weird habits, just run us through your routine. Okay. So basically, you know, I wake up, thank God. Um, and then I <laughs> hardest part of the day. Exactly. And then I try to recently, you know, I use I have two phones. So I have a flip phone that I leave my house with that I use. Like I really try to use my flip phone, no internet, nothing, but I still have my regular iPhone and I used to sleep with it next to my bed, but then I found myself kind of just like I would sit there and just like rot into my phone, literally mm. watching people shave grapes. So, anyways, I leave <laughs> that in the other room, which is great because it forces me to get up and like move. And then I shut the alarm off and then I go for a 30 minute run, which I have to do. If I don't do it, it's like the day is nuclear and I'm in a horrible, <laughs> heinous mood. Um, mm-hmm. That's like my wellness situation. I come back and then like I, I take you want to know the skincare nitty gritty. So yeah, yeah. Full detail. So I use like the Neutrogena soap. It's that clear. It looks like a nice honey. So I use clear? that. Clean and clear. clear. No, no, no. no. It's like the Neutrogena. It's the bar. That Neutrogena bar. It's, oh, it's like a honey. Okay. It looks like a honeycomb sort of color. And then I just use that with a scrubber. And then, oh yeah, I take a the scrubber. Cold- it's like those like uh, silicone scrubbers from oh, Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, right, right. So I use that. Oh yeah, I take a cold shower, which like wakes me up. And I was reading about the whole concept of like cold therapy and how it's supposed to be good and you know make mm-hmm. you awake, shock the system. Yeah, shocks me into feeling alive. So I do that, and then a cream. The thing is, I'm kind of a scavenger with these things, so I still have stuff from my Vogue era where you know. Right. How, I would, you know, raid the closet or I'd get something sent to me and then I'm still kind of rationing everything from that. So I'm using this Shiseido SPF cream that my friend gave to me. So I'm using that. I'm like on the last drop. And then, oh, I use an ice cube on my face. I like doing that. Very, very minimal skincare. Yeah. And then, oh, and then wait, but my PM routine, I do use Retin-A. Is it like, uh, do you get it from a from a derm or is it over the counter i got a guy you got a guy you got a guy i got a guy this yeah and this stuff is great except it's like paint remover on my face so it if i go into the sun i have a horrible reaction and it's like someone like took my face to a meat grinder so now when i leave my house i have to wear this because like you know i use spf and all of that stuff which is you know to make up for the years of tanning in high school so I wear this crazy visor, which is huge. I look like the flying nun, like slash like Michael Jackson. And then I wear it out and it kind of is like this. It's just like, it's like a robust Zoftig um, flap in the front, the brim. So, so I wear that. When did you start? Yeah. How did you like come across this? When did you decide like, okay, I need to include this into my daily wears? Well, because like I, I had this situation where I used to run to work actually from Brooklyn and I would use retin at night and I was an idiot and I didn't wash it off in the morning. So I'd basically mm. like raw dogging my face. That sounds horrible, but you get the idea. Like <laughs> the sun. Yeah. The sun, not any <laughs> yeah, not yeah. About other things, but yeah. And then I would get to work and then my face would be just beat red. And then as I've, you know, grown older, mm-hmm. whatever, like 
two years later. Now. Yeah. Two years from my night years of 19. Um, yeah. I was just like, I need something that's full coverage because a hat doesn't do it. And if you're a woman and you mm-hmm. want to wear a ponytail, you can't wear a hat. Cause then you'll have like that founding father's low bun yeah. situation. <laughs> and I was like, I just need a visor with like the fattest brim ever. So then I went on Amazon mm-hmm. and I found it full coverage. Are you, are you getting stares with this, with this thing on? Yeah. People look at me and then, oh wait, there's like also like a, a, a veil situation sometimes that I was oh. wearing with it too. So it's like full on like incognito, but that gets like really hot underneath and I can like, it's like your, the air's in your face. What's the purpose of the veil? It's just more coverage, as much coverage more as coverage. possible. Decency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet people think you're probably like some kind of yeah, maybe they're celebrity. They think, yeah, a celebrity sightings happening and they just can't they can't uh you know be able to discern, you know, who that is. I know. They're like, are, is she Penelope Cruz? Let's go figure it out. So <laughs> Yeah, but a, a PSA but, to anybody listening, can't you can't you cannot raw dog vi- that vitamin D after applying retin A. Or yeah, you'll 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 end up bright as hell. But um, I want to go back real quick to the flip phone. Mm. Does the flip phone and your actual phone have the same number? I met someone like last week that had what looked like an old like iPod, but it's actually like a new phone that I just looked up and it's like three hundred dollars, which is crazy. But it it only like works with like texts and calls. Oh yeah, they're trying to like kind of like pimp the the dumb phone now and make them like sleeker and chic and like more like this is they're marketing it as um a dumb phone which i find interesting (laughs) that won't work yeah (laughs) it looks it looks sick i thought she had like an old ipod it looks really cool it's sleek but um yeah so they have the same number yeah i mean mine doesn't have the same number so it's actually kind of like very like i feel like i'm tony soprano on my burner phone (laughs) or like some like you know crazy drug dealer but like kevin gates or something (laughs) yeah very like exclusive woman but yeah it has a different number so it's just basically for my grand for my grandmother and like my mom my dad and Mm -hmm. like a few other select people exclusive list yeah (laughs) we we did some research on you before jumping on the zoom and i know you had you had uh written about this already your experience Mm -hmm. with having two phones and uh something that jumped out to me is the tech neck hump and i was wondering if you have ha- seen like <laughs> where have you been able to alleviate that like have you been able is your posture corrected in any way from not being glued to your phone as much i think every, every once in a while i'll see a pic snapped to myself from somebody else and there it is and that, i'm just wondering that back don't look right yeah, how do we how do we how are we correcting that so with tech neck i get marketed these horrible images all the time of people with tech neck and so i'm a lot more conscious and i also think it's because i'm speaking about it and obviously the phone picks it up or someone's listening to me or i'm searching it but yes i think having the flip phone has helped me because Mm -hmm. i'm just more aware of my surroundings and i'm more aware of my body i know that sounds a little woo woo but it's true i I just feel like i'm more in touch where i'm okay i have to stand up straight and right yeah you know not you know, like it's like I literally am shaped like an old Jewish man with the weight of the world on my shoulders <laughs> when I'm on my iPhone. <laughs> well, it's it's wild that all that targeted advertising is really like that whole entire, you know, they sell us, they sell us your our po- poisons, so we buy their cures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 
it's a full cycle so you feel like you got your brain back now like you're, you're you feel like a, a self in the in the material world partially yeah i mean i notice a difference when i when i have my phone for the day it's a complete i'm completely it's like i'm disassoci disassociating from reality so to, to end on skincare you have you ever gotten a facial before yes i have i started doing that a few years ago i actually go to face gym a lot where they essentially uh, like yes. beat your face into this lifted sculpted state yeah. no <laughs> so i do that and then <laughs> i met this girl raquel downtown she gave me this crazy fancy facial um her name's raquel she worked for joanna chuck and she had me come in and she did this insane situation it was before i had this really big sale that i was doing and i was super sick so i was like i looked so messy mm -hmm. from the stress but she's like deflated me it's great i feel then, oh sorry i got the no go ahead no no and then i would actually no before this i would always get my i'd always get skincare done in ukraine too because i was vacationing a lot there and working there a lot pre-war obviously but um I would do so Just much like the there. Apartment. Yeah, so like no travel tips for anybody right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, sorry. No top 10 things to do there right now. But yeah, I'd have these, I'd, I'd do the incredible treatments there because they just have a different way, I think, of looking at skincare where it's like more holistic, maybe like a little bit more loose too. And so I'd get all Yeah, can you done. like speak, speak on that at all? Any, any of the... Uh... On your, on your, specifically like your experience with, with the facials there. I mean, just laser, it was like laser the shit off of laser. like everything. There's, there's they, that word again. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they mud, they put like a mud mask on you and I just feel like oh, a yeah. new woman. Like they solved, they solved a lot of like skincare issues I had just, and I, I believe them. I mean, maybe it's like one of those placebo effects, but I just feel, you know, when there's a stern, you know, confident Ukrainian woman with incredible skin saying these things yeah. to your face, I'm like, I immediately believe you. Also, the laser hair situation was incredible. I mean, it was like full body. And it's like here, basically a session of laser hair removal. I mean, if you're doing it on Doesn't... Groupon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if you're doing it on Groupon, fine. You can get like the best deal ever, like package of six for, you know, under, you know, 600. But really, a session mm. in the U.S. is so much. But I think because maybe it's just more of a part of the culture there to do laser hair removal. So I was just, you know, doing the whole, it was great. The whole package, yeah. The whole package. <laughs> they're they're doing they're doing hair hair right over in that part of the world we've yeah. been talking a lot about the um the the budget well i don't know about budget the the affordable incredible hair transplants that they're doing over in turkey uh, oh yeah i mean i i saw um i've seen like the tiktoks and i also saw that you guys posted like the flight situation mm. where it's like completely <laughs> but i have to say i love i love bald men I'm right. I am right. Yeah. pro bald, but they're becoming a thing of the past now. You know, they're they are they are. What if they're they're like they're going extinct ever since uh, they're they're filling the water up with finasteride and Rogaine, and the boys are just not <laughs> shedding their locks anymore <laughs> like they used to. Yeah. So what do you think no. about that? Bring back our bald men. Yeah, bring them back. Yeah, I, but, I love. It's like confident. Sorry. No, but all right. So we had we had Jonah on <laughs> Jonah from Blackbird Spy Plane, and he I, I think on one podcast you were on a podcast and you were describing your love for for bald men, like but you you prefer them do the whole entire just like shave it off. Whereas Jonah thinks that he should like all right as your as your hair is receding as you're going bald, 
let it let it fly larry david style mm. what, do you, what do you think about that uh-huh. Oh, I mean, no, I, I'm for that. I like that. I think what bothers me with the bald thing is when someone tries to, you know, like comb it over. I, I really Hide don't. It. Yeah. I'm just like, Hide it. just let yeah. it, just let it flail. It's fine. I love Larry David, like Larry David's, um, situation is the ideal. Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. It's like the BDE of receding hairlines. It's, it's incredible. Like I would, he, he knows that he's so confident. He just does not uh-huh. care about this, like, like crater, yeah, hairless crater on his head, and he's letting everything else. So I find it extremely sexy, and I'm just, just do it, just let it out. I, yeah, it's the ultimate sign of confidence. You just do not care. I think that's one of the the I guess I guess we'll call it male like beauty grooming trends. I think that will probably emerge eventually is like just bringing back the bald guy. They're gonna go to like Turkey's gonna develop like a new like hair removal situation is gonna be <laughs> yeah. the reverse <laughs> it ain't growing back yeah. yeah um yeah so bald man you've also you've also said that um you think <laughs> i like the, the look on you your think- face like we're like you're like what did i say <laughs> and, oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like oh shit okay um yeah um uh i think it's from this, <laughs> the same podcast um that you like a you like when a man like doesn't follow a trend because it signifies confidence um and what what do you think about okay what about do you think should men do skincare if so what should their level of interest be sure. and what if like all right a guy that's so confident in his busted face <laughs> <laughs> what like yeah what do you you know what do you how do you feel about a man in skincare i don't want to knock anyone i you know i'll be no be honest i'll be diplo- I say diplomatic. Yeah, just you know, do shoot you, from the gut. Like, <laughs> just fucking never exfoliate. I want to see all the flakes off your face and just falling like it's you know a blizzard. No, I'm just kidding. But I think just keep it clean, keep mm-hmm. it nice. Like, if you need to go to the dermatologist, go get a facial. I mean, I don't. I'm not such a stickler with skincare because I understand it's you know it's a sensitive thing. You know, every no one mm-hmm. wants to have you know skin that they don't that they're not happy with, I guess. But, right. but I mean, I have this weird thing with my, my man, whatever, fiance, whatever the hell, my man, I hate, the, yeah, whatever, my, my husband to be, basically, he uses a lot of the stuff that I use. And I've had this tub of Joe Malone body cream sitting out from my Vogue days. I swear to God, mm-hmm. this thing is expired too. Like he's probably using an expired product <laughs> from 2017, but I just still have it mm-hmm. sitting on my, what, what is it? The dresser. Um, not my, I don't have a vanity, but <laughs> it's, it's there. And he took it the other day and I've never used this before. <laughs> they love to do that. Yeah, yeah. This like motion and yeah. he put it all over his face. Okay. I was like, I walked by him. I was like, why do you smell like a nursing home? It, it smelled like an old old grandma it smelled absolutely <laughs> atrocious and then i have to ban him sometimes from using some of these things because i he also doesn't no i can't actually i'll tell you this other story off the record but yeah he just uses these things he doesn't know exactly what he's using but mm-hmm. his skin's gotten better i actually i mean he's always had great skin but I, i've you know i've taught him a little tricks like yeah. you know, use use the exfoliator thing and it's it looks great right. 
but it's like he's always using your products. He hasn't gotten to the point where he'll, he'll you'll see, you'll see him bring a, a new product home. Yeah, what's he cooking with right now? Like what if his side of the the bathroom or on the shelf? Yeah, get his, him on the, side of the shelf. Yeah, what, what's he what's he using? Um, he's using my Neutrogena soap as body soap, which I found out the other day. Um, and then he also used Classic. he has like his own tub of Cetaphil. That yeah. lotion, okay. that uh-huh. that lotion again, <laughs> but lotion, yeah. <laughs> which I don't know how long he's had it for. I want to actually check the expiration date after, but he's just been using that as the cream. But sometimes, wait, I was in France and someone was like, you should go to this French pharmacy. And they gave me a list of everything I should get. It's like, okay, I guess mm-hmm. I'll do it. Like, fine. And I had the em- Emberlease stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was using that as if it was just, you know, it grew on a tree. <laughs> you got to go back to it. Back to France to stock up, but exactly, he doesn't yeah, ask you so. any questions about like the products. He just like kind of he just starts. he just assumes like I love, how I love how the to use it. And yeah. like yeah, <laughs> he's like oh like, this, this is, is for cream. my face. Like <laughs> yeah. fuck it, I got this dry patch here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just, yeah. He was yeah. It's, it's kind of funny, but it's charming, and it, it's it's. Was he a little nervous to confess what had happened with uh, that that one product on your alone. your not vanity? Like, was he afraid to tell you like, oh, like I I use this? No, he doesn't care. I just smelled care. it on him, and I was like, what, the f- what is that smell? Like, it's it's like <laughs> literally a nursing home from like 1960. It's like <laughs> was just engulfing me. And the thing is, I made him <laughs> wash his face after, but it's still it had basically like, his pores had absorbed it, so he was just smelling like you know grandma for like two days well uh going back to kind of what Emilio was pointing out about what you've said about you know men not subscribing to certain trends in order to i guess like convey some confidence you know what what other shit should the fellows be on you know we ask all of our guests how a man should be Mm -hmm. online and we always get varying answers and i'm curious to 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 know what some of your i guess commandments are (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for, for like men from on online in life in general what should they be doing how, like how they're posting what what are they wearing i like body like i think if you have body hair you should show it as much as possible okay okay like, like shirtless um, on the right, street so, like <laughs> like what's yeah to what extent mine shirtless on the street i'm like you might look okay. a little like nutty but you know if you can go mm. right ahead it's fine i mean maybe don't like sit on the subway and like yeah. you know catch bubonic plague but you know i think that's fine honestly i i do believe in wearing deodorant that's fine but i like kind of a day old situation a not where it's man. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> a baby no it's not oh, yeah, a baby yeah <laughs> um so i think in the the scent department sort of what i like is where it's not like rancid body odor because that has a distinct sure Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm like you ate something and it's seeping out of you. It's disgusting, and then you baked in the sun for hours. <laughs> but <laughs> there's something I like about just a nice musk. Like maybe musk. it's like end of day musk. It's not that you worked mm-hmm. out, but it's like you showered and then yeah. you have like an end of day sort of scent that right. Like it's wafting in the sure. air. Yes, and it's nice, and you can you can pick up on it. I like that. Also, it sounds like this podcast took a turn. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, we get into fragrance sometimes. So yeah, any yeah. way we could capture that, I, I'm sure we could sell that to our listeners. Yeah, I don't know how that would actually. You know, Tom Ford did make a perfume that was based on the scent of a man's crotch. 
Oh, <laughs> okay. I did not know about that. Um, might have to might have to pick it up. There you go. And then I guess like online, I'm not totally. What should men be doing? Should men even be online? This is the this is the question. I mean, they that's the question. Famously, yeah. people say the internet is for for the ladies. Movies are for mm. the ladies. I'm not really sure what's for men. You know. I mean, I like what you do. I like a good memer. I like a someone who can craft a. I like someone who can craft like a good, a good meme. Yeah, not, you know, mm-hmm. you make me laugh with your memes. So, well, thank you, thank so you. But the thing is, I I think someone who shit posts kind of signifies that they're maybe putting all all of their effort into something that isn't really of use. You know, not to be self deprecating, yeah. but it is kind of like there are other things to be done right now. Wait, are you saying that you wait? All right, so if I like if a man, if a, like all right, if a man's <laughs> thing was shit posting all the time, you, so you like or like making memes, like how would how it mm-hmm. how does that come across to you? I think if they're funny, it's fine. I mean, it just can't be like a mean, can't be super mean. Can't but, you be know, mean, I think it could sure. be light. I like a light, like you know, poke fun at this situation. All right, let's 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 talk a little bit about your process. And kind of your like observational process for like identifying trends or making style statements. When when like yeah, how does the ideation begin and how does it get to like a concrete idea? Or how, um, how does it make its way to like publication after you know publication? Right, right. right. There's a lot of cooking that creates the final product. Um, mm-hmm. Jokes aside, a lot of co- cooking. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of cre- that motion. <laughs> um, a lot of creams in the creams to make the full mug okay that was don't <laughs> yeah, we're cooking <laughs> we're actually cooking right now yeah <laughs> yeah that's how, it- <laughs> that's how it gets made um i mean i do a lot of archive research a lot of archive research of this magazines new york times trends from then and seeing how people wore their clothes i think pre-internet is very important for me, because you see, you're seeing how people are naturally functioning in their clothes and what they were wearing. So I think now social media has kind of polluted how we wear clothes because we're wearing clothes explicitly for social media sometimes. Like sometimes I'll see a trend on the runway and I'm like, this person obviously made it for social sure. media. Yeah. And it's not wearable in the everyday life. So, um, Maybe for some people, sure. But for people who don't live online, who we're selling clothes to, I like, I think the best years for that was definitely pre 9 11, pre social media in magazines. So a lot of my focus is from years, I would say 1997 to the tail end of 2001. So basically, like my bread and butter for fashion focus because mm-hmm. this was like really the sweet spot of fashion. So when you open up a magazine, you're seeing, I call, I term it as everyday aspirational, where you're seeing people who look a little bit better than you wearing clothes that seem to function within society, but are a bit more elevated than your actual wardrobe. And it still gives you something to strive to. So a lot of my trend research is from back then. I love seeing how women held their bags back then. I love seeing, you know, the shoes people were wearing. So a lot of that research trickles into how I write now, like, for example, I was watching, I'm writing an article currently about the slingback heel. because so I was watching Unfaithful, which was filmed in 2001, but it was released in 2002, but it still has that New York City as a playground vibe. 
which is yeah. like one of my favorite films. And something I love about it is she's going, Diane Lane, who plays this woman, Connie, is going into the city to like have an affair with this hot guy in Soho. Olivier Martinez, so sexy, this guy. It's like actually like comical how sexy this man is. So she's like picking her like shoes in Connecticut where she's just a housewife. Yeah. And she's picking between a pump, whatever. And then she's picking neck, a sling back heel by Dolce and Gabbana. Like, she obviously mm. picks the sling back heel because she's going to go like, you know, with her man, the affair in downtown Manhattan. And then I was thinking, wow, this is such an incredible, this sling back moment is such a moment because that is a heel that you wear when you're going on a date where you want to impress a man. Because think about it as a woman. Sorry, are you, are you guys really caught me going off the deep end right now? This is great. No, I've been using. This. But yeah, I mean, think about the heel and you can really, this is like skincare too. I mean, this strap is on the heel. So it's the heel that mm. is being emphasized and you can't just wear a sling back with grody ass feet, like walking around in your nasty flip flops all day in the city. As a woman, like you have to make sure that heel is like buffed, is smooth, is moisturized, is like, you know, soft as a fucking baby's bottom or whatever before you go out and meet this man. It's like the most erotic shoe that a woman can wear. It's a <laughs> sling back. And so I'm writing this whole entire article about this. And yeah, I just scooped myself on the podcast if anyone's listening. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think seeing how clothes function within reality is a huge thing for me. I think looking at old, older films has been super helpful. I actually interviewed the costume designer of Unfaithful. She's the same, oh, wow. yeah, Ellen Morozhnik, genius woman. So she also did Basic Instinct and she also did A Perfect Murder with Gwyneth Paltrow. Freak me out. It is like the best movie ever. Everyone should watch it. It was filmed in New York in 1997. It is like peak fashion. Um, so I'm doing that. I'm doing the interview on the Substack, and it's going to be like an audio component. But this woman like blew my mind. I thought I was talking to like Jesus of clothes. Sorry, that was really unhinged. No, no, that wasn't unhinged at all. I loved. I, I, because I mean that is such a specific genre of films. There were so many at that time, and I always like struggle to like. How do you like? Does watching one lead to like another, or like? Because inevitably, I feel like I'm like always like online looking for like searching like online for like a list of like or for like these films like i wish there was like a better way like not online to like come just like naturally i guess you could like just yeah like letterbox like, designers <clears throat> letterbox at all yeah yeah true <laughs> or like use that as the, as the research i mean like whether it be like you find and crew and you're like okay like or you know costume designer navigate to the next movies yeah yeah so i mean with that i mean i I like to look at like, you know, I'll look at like who directed it. So the guy who directed Unfaithful, what's his face? Adrian Line. He also did, he also did, what else did he do? I think he also did, ba oh, sorry, I shouldn't know I think this. he did, I think he did Basic Instinct. Yeah. And oh no, he did Nine and a Half Weeks. Sorry. So it's like this mm. erotic whole <laughs> situation, which I love. Oh, he did Indecent Proposal too. LOL. And Fatal Attraction. Oh, sorry. he did. He did, um, he did the 1997 Lolita. Oh, oh yeah oh. Really. Uh, <laughs> Which, there's like a um, actually oh sorry no no go ahead no you go ahead i think there was a i think there was like a foot i think there was a soul like a foot soul situation a heel situation in the film if i remember correctly i saw that like years ago but like this guy loves like a heel moment loves a good foot yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah like sorry do you want to 
no 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 i have nothing else. sorry you know what happens is i get like really excited sometimes when i'm on a topic and then i can't control myself and it reminds brings me back to when i was in class like in elementary school and the teacher would start screaming at me because i would just i couldn't control myself which is also why i run because it helps me manage my enthusiasm yeah, right. well we're not going to start screaming at you uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, we welcome it. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's like, I mean, it's it's fun, I guess, to like, I don't know, just see somebody's like curiosity expand, expand, and expand and like, get like you know, yeah. that you can really feel their passion. And it's just like, I don't know, for a lot of, I feel like if this were like my job all the time, it would it would be hard to find like new sparks of, of joy from it. Mm -hmm. But, it, you know, this is what we're, we're watching you do it in <laughs> real time. So it's good. Yeah. Um, but like speaking of all the archival research, uh, that you do, uh, let me look at my question here. <laughs> Where is this? Where the fuck is this? Oh, okay. Yeah. We are as someone who, um, dabbles in unearthing nostalgic archival on the street fashion picks. I'm going to steal a phrase he used in a recent piece. Uh, what are kind of the, kind of the like tumbler to death images that you think need to be banished? From the internet for a few years that you see just pop up all the time that are just <laughs> like get those out of here we, we we need new ones to come in what did i oh was that the shopping bag article yeah oh yeah that's another thing that's another weird thing where i was like wow i'm having a spiritual experience with the shopping bag i also probably need to be committed to somewhere <laughs> after this piece um but yeah in that article i was specifically thinking about like carolyn Bissett who I love, trust me, everyone loves Carolyn Bissett, like RIP, but I, I can't, if I see another image of this woman in that jean that doesn't exist, because she has these jeans that everyone seems to like, they're like, like the perfect, like Atlantic Ocean blue, and they're like tight, and like they're a little kicky on the flare, but like they don't exist. This woman's wardrobe, like no woman I know can wear those jeans. It's for like, like someone with like a concave ass and like <laughs> legs like six foot tall legs and it's frustrating anyways i hate see i don't hate her and i don't hate what she wears i do think she's a very incredible classic image but i just i think for me i'm just kind of exhausted seeing it maybe it's because i'm bitter about the jeans honestly that like might you, just be a me thing <laughs> like you you want that yeah i want to be i want to have a concave ass and six foot tall legs <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Built like a vape pen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, shoot. Evan, do you want to get into some segments? Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's get into some. Um, let's start off with uh, Dewey Rude, the segment in which you can address your haters or you yourself can become a hater against something that you're currently despising in culture or, you know, it's, it's up to you how you want to interpret it. I mean, maybe you actually have some mm -hmm. real life beef with someone that you want to air out on a podcast or somebody on or you know TikTok a trend comments or there's a trend out there that you're just like fuck that I don't want to see that ever again. Yeah, I was I I was thinking about this I was like who can I drag? But I'm not going to yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to drag anyone. Don't worry. I've been trying to be more uh forgiving recently. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I think that. painfully, I know. I was I was like a yeah. pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Chris Black. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the new uh, the new column, buddy. Shout out to 
what a pulling weeds CV, yeah. push, pushing daisies what's it called uh oh, i don't know i don't know it's called, Wait, I don't it's know called pulling weeds it's called pulling weeds oh i thought he was just like on a podcast no he's he, he has a new column for gq oh he's getting a, they're giving a Conde Nast bag you know? <laughs> just ouch just kidding no it's back from everywhere yeah that's diversified yeah, diversify the income streams over there. That guy knows what's up. Um, yeah, I think something that has been bugging me recently, and this has to do with the shopping bag situation, is online shopping because it's such a gluttonous, soulless activity. Mm. And I was thinking about it. It's essentially what pornography is to sex. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it's like there's no effort and it's instant gratification. Yeah. yeah. And there's no emotional attachment. You're just getting it to your right. house mm-hmm. day overnight it and i think that ultimately in a serious note can be detrimental in how we're viewing clothes so even if i'm buying a super rare archival piece online i'm not having those nostalgic i'm not having the memories attached to it which makes it even that much more disposable yeah, i'm not saying sure. this yeah i'm not saying this for everything but i'm saying you know the majority of the items that we buy online i think this can be i think that might be part of the issue of this overconsumption even you know the real real i go on and i'm like great it'll be here in two three days i have the super amazing piece but yeah right and the thing is oh I, there's also an added aspect to it because it's like what you were talking about earlier about everything's being worn for the internet it's like once it's cap once that item you bought online whether it is like vintage or it is you know like fucking straight from the you know the, the factory um like you wear it once and you're done with it like no one's like beating their shit into the ground anymore so that does feel like you know there's there is this it just adds more to the overconsumption and it's like there's also something about the experience of like looking through like an actual physical rack and being like oh wait shit what is this and feeling the fabric etc but like where i feel like evan and i struggle with this a lot and i know you mentioned some places um on the throwing fits podcast like where i i feel like as a man where do we have trouble like finding spots where we can actually go looking for 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 good vintage pieces and we you know we we make we, the rounds at chickies yeah we know we know we know the ones yeah but yeah are there are there one are there places outside where where do we usually go you go to laura Collegi, you go to chickies you go to front general store um everyone tells me to go to jersey like the state <laughs> like the state <laughs> yeah. like go to like thrift stores in jersey but oh. they never give they never gave specific spots. They just say, go to Jersey. You know what? I mean, in terms of vintage stores, I do love Chickies. I think Kathleen does an incredible curation with her pieces and everything is just very well done. I, you know, I like James Valori. It's a little freaky. It's a little funky, but it's fun. I mean, it mm-hmm. can like put a little freak into your wardrobe. <laughs> um, I do have to say thrift store is ultimately a great thrift store in a small town you're always going yeah. to find something because it's less you know it's and i think you can you know if you go to like a town where there's like a super wealthy town i mean you'll be able to find the best mm-hmm. stuff yeah we'll be taking a trip to connecticut yeah soon. it's like just go to darian and like <laughs> bop around um dude of the week you gotta Ooh. oh craig david craig david uh, Absolutely. So like, I've been like, gotta get. Th- oh no, not gotta get through this. That's Daniel Bedingfield. Uh, you're talking about um, what's that <laughs> one song? Fuck. Seven days. Se- mm-hmm. What's the one that's like Monday, Tuesday? You know 
<laughs> what was that one bop he had that was like all right continue though he had like three like really solid Wait. bops but i'd say craig david seven days and this also has to do with my idea of um everyday aspirational it's an incredibly done music video and i think he's an incredible storyteller which oh. i love mm -hmm. and he like literally chronicles his weird seven day situation with this woman like i met her on a monday drinks mm -hmm. on a tuesday whatever and i'm like uh, <laughs> well i also think in, in fill me in he does the same <laughs> we know thing. fill me in he's like talking about like yo it, her parents are coming home oh yeah you know, like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like so detailed which i love and i really you know i love his voice i love the way that he does storytelling and i love the music video i'm trying to do like a like a sub stack it's like so fun it's like mm -hmm. i'm like who whatever it's random but i'm like i love this music video i love what he's wearing i love craig david's look it's like kind of like an oversized white long sleeve shirt and then like kind of like baggy jeans and then when he goes out to meet the, with the girl for dinner he's wearing like kind of like a sweatpants situation i was like oh they're like luxe sweatpants wow. and then the yeah. woman in the music video makes me crazy because she's wearing this blouse and there's a situation the blouse <laughs> can be like the sexiest thing for a woman um and she's covered the thing is she's covered but it's like buttons a little bit in the chest this woman has like you know some a chest going on they're, they're sitting right yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Could, couldn't be me um but basically when she's walking the blouse flutters up a little bit so you see like a slice of navel and i'm like what is wrong with music videos these days there's no storytelling it's just like someone gyrating yeah. on a fucking car with like crotch sweat like i don't want to see that i want someone to tell me a really incredible story yeah like this that is reality a little bit and but right. we don't do that anymore yeah, so we don't, we don't tell stories and songs anymore i mean i think the last person who does it is what's her name uh, taylor swift mm. yeah does she tell stories anymore in her songs yeah, i don't know uh, like a big i don't listener. think she i think she tried to go a little abstract with it i think she's got a little jack antonoffified you know but storytelling and music yeah bring it back craig david incredible incredible look yeah that's a it's a name i haven't heard for a long time that's a good dude of the week Maybe he'll like just pop up in the news now for whatever reason. He'll just show up. Can be talking about like seven years or something. I don't know. This <laughs> his next hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the do we do's and don'ts. Um, yeah. What are we doing? What are we not doing? Yeah, I know. You were saying like, you can go back to before. I mean, okay. So obviously do wear a hat all the time. A, vi a visor yeah. or like a massive visor. Just put a fucking bag over your head and like go walk yeah. around. I don't know. <laughs> um dues do flip flip phones flip phones oh. i've been one, do one, yeah go ahead oh no go ahead no i was gonna say something just outrageous <laughs> oh, no done. you i love zoom pods <laughs> <laughs> classic think, zoom podcasting <laughs> i really love this though i feel like uh i feel like i'm really connecting i can't tell if you're being serious no i am i feel like i'm like with you you know i'm I'm next to your wall and with you, I'm in your living room. <laughs> yeah, my wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, where are you, Evan? <laughs> it, looks like a, it does look like a hostage There's situation. There's nothing there. Like, you know, yeah. like a beheading video about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liam, ne Liam Neeson's like ready to yeah. pop up. <laughs> it's very ISIS back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they never left, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Trending. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's a Dewey dudes. Don't don't do ISIS. <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't join ISIS. <laughs> be adding yeah. It really feels like they um, really did drop off. Like they fell off. Like what happened? Yeah. What do you think? Like <laughs> I don't. I saw some nine. I don't know if you could call it merch. I saw some nine eleven merch swag. Yeah, call it merch yeah. swag. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was it was like in some Italian ass like meat shop i don't even remember where and, and obviously it was like for the for the fallen but like it was just yeah. and nothing signified that it was just like drawn like towers going down and like 9 11 and i was like that's kind of like <laughs> kind of looks uh sick like i wonder what people would say if somebody wore that maybe it's a do we don't do we don't don't wear <laughs> yeah yeah okay anything yeah, else that's fine <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I'm with yeah, you, I Emilio. Know. I think it would look sick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll stand over that, here. Yeah, that's what you guys should be wearing. There, there you go. That's your answer to yeah, your question. Would. You guys should be wearing all of that merch mm-hmm. out in just public. Just like tragedy merch. I think that yeah. would go off. Yeah, like <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> like just. Like, I think some sicko might do it, and I think it probably would sell really well. And you'd have some like yeah. irony poisoned people downtown donning it all the time. Sure, let's do it. Let's capitalize. Let's go you guys yeah i mean i do think there's like that love of that tongue-in-cheek like the world is ending sort of aesthetic on the internet maybe yeah, it's fading yeah. maybe it's not but it was a thing it was i think maybe, yeah. yeah do we don't do that anymore i think it's mm-hmm. i think we're moved past that do do we uh yeah. do we don't men do we don't be dipping into the creams with us with a scooping motion yeah, yeah no scented creams. multiple fingers don't do yeah. it don't do it yeah just wait so is it like a oh, <laughs> hold okay, on. Guys, that's, hold for on. The, that's for the after 10 p.m podcast guys like, yeah. how many fingers can i fit into the seat of film tub <laughs> that's a there's a there's a there's a meme so, there's a meme somewhere yeah we can cook with that um that we that yeah, um, yeah, that's for the for the brand work. Um, okay. <laughs> um, anything else? Anything else uh, you're just okay. thinking about that you're just like, God, all right, we should be doing more of this. We should be doing less of this. Yeah. Anything yeah. you want to plug? That too. Yeah, myself. Just kidding. I also <laughs> came out really odd. Um, I think basically, yeah, stay tuned for a new season of Never Warns. Um Haha, that was supposed. To, you guys were supposed to laugh. It was sarcastic. We'll insert. We'll insert the laugh track. It'll sound like us. Right. Yeah. Stay tuned. I mean, I'm like releasing this crazy interview with um the costume designer awesome. Ellen cool. of A Perfect Murder and Unfaithful. Those are the two things that we'll be focusing on in it. And then, yeah, just stay tuned. I always have something new popping up. Like, fairly. She was, always something. Yeah. She's always cooking. Always big things coming <laughs> yeah do you have any more um like closet uh sales coming up that you're organizing yeah i was asked to do a few but do one for the boys yeah you know i was thinking about that like how should i i was who's like a well-dressed dude though that has the cultural pull of chloe 70 i like who is that does it exist yeah yeah we forgot to ask you like do you feel like a, an added like pressure now like do you like especially like your clients who come to you do they expect that level of just like that insane moment on the internet <laughs> like do they expect that like i think i would i'd be like all right Leona, make this happen to me like make this happen like for me yeah you're like a mom in maine and you're like make it happen <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> i would be like disappointed if i didn't have a like a line that lasted all day yeah i would I say like, 
insane. It took me a long time to recover from that. Yeah, I wouldn't do ever, I anything like, ever again. I would say I'm not doing anything ever again. Yeah. Yeah, I slept for a long time. Um, I think... No, because people are always like, listen, I know you did the sale with Chloe Seveny and I'm not Chloe Seveny. So like they already know, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, and you can't really, I think you have to tailor each sale to the people involved and kind of make that their moment. And then the people who like them will come. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't bottle that whole, it'll never happen again. But to answer your question about a fella out there (laughs) that has that kind of cultural pull, but I don't even know if the wardrobe would even, we already mentioned him, but like, I don't think the wardrobe would actually, I think, you think, I think some fellas would love wearing what our man CB was wearing. You know what I mean? Just to know that they can live in it. They can cosplay. They can LARP for a little bit. Wait, I thought you were saying, I thought you were going to say Craig David. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that Oh, okay. Well, that's, yeah, no, but. Chris, would Chris wear? Yeah, you know, listen, I think Chris has like an incredible pull and he has a point of view. And I think that's very important. And it's a very enthusiastic point of view. <laughs> no shade at all. That was a genuine comment yeah. to him. And so I think people would, it'd be kind of sick, actually. Ooh, I'm cooking. I have an idea. Okay, never mind. It's for post pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an idea. We, we, yeah, no, we, we, for the record, we, we love Chris Black on this podcast. Most listened to ep. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Um, anything else, anything else you want to plug? Anything else on your mind that you're just, you got, this is your, this is your hour. Got your ideas. You can get them out. Where can people find you also for anyone not familiar with, with your work? You know, what's the Substack? What's the YouTube? Oh yeah. YouTube is never worn. Substack is never worn. Substack.com. Instagram is Liana underscore Ava. Yeah, my social security number is, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I guess, where you can find me. I don't know. There'll be more stuff coming up. Just just watch this space. Just watch this space. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> well, thank, uh, yeah, thanks that, again for coming they, on. And, and we'll be looking out for... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take, a, take a peep. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was really fun. I like you guys. So, like, it's nice to see you in person.